What's up, monsters? Welcome back to the Wake the Monster podcast. So let me ask you all a question. What is an American? Like When you think about what an American is, what it means to be American, what it stands for, what it's viewed as to different parts of our population, to international population, to other countries, what does it mean? I was watching Tim Pool's show. I think I was watching his podcast, and he was saying something about you know some some video that had been unearthed about Joe Biden when he was vice president, saying that he didn't know what it meant to be an American, and it really baffled me that the vice president of the United States at the time, now the president, would go make a speech and say there's nothing special about being an American. So you can find it. Fox News did this whole thing about it. Obviously, they were ranting and raving about how upsetting it was that somebody would say something that they disagree with and that they don't like. Um, But the quote is, what's so special about being an American? None of you here can even tell me what an American is. And it's crazy because, like, that guy's the second most powerful person in America, right? He's born American, raised American, all that other kind of stuff. He's benefited from being an American. His family's benefited from being American, you know, both in legal and supposedly illegal ways as well. But what's it mean? It was a really weird question. You know, you actually can't just make a definitive statement on that. You can't just say, this is an American, the end. Because there's a part of what Joe Biden was saying about you can't tell me what an American is. Like none of you can define what it means to be an American. And a lot of people are going to argue that. A lot of people are going to get mad, get upset, start throwing around all these patriotic terms and saying that's what an American is. And that's cool. Then you're going to have a bunch of other people that are going to say, I know exactly what it means to be an American and it's disgusting. It's terrible. It's, you know, there's no civil rights, it's an oppressionist society, an oppressive society, you know, and I mean, that's cool too. You know, I don't agree entirely with that, but I'm not blind to history, right? So I thought the question was really interesting. I wanted to bring it to you all. I wanted to, to talk about it a little bit, tell you my my two cents for what they're worth. You know, obviously, if you've listen to the show for a little while, or if you're somebody who, who knows me personally, you know that like I'm, I'm currently in the process of getting out of the military, right? I've been active duty in the Air Force for over 10 years now, and I'm, I'm moving into the reserve side of the Air Force here in a few months. So, you know, to me, being an American was something I was proud of. It is something I'm proud of. You know, that doesn't mean that everything's perfect. You know, to me, it was being strong, being courageous, being selfless, being an individual, being a protector. And to me, being American was a lot about being the good things of masculinity. The good things about being a man were all what it meant to me. You know, when I first joined the service, I had the very romantic image of what service was. 
patriotic duty, protecting the homeland, protecting your family, all that kind of stuff. You know, once you're in it and get around, you really start learning, growing, finding the people that are there. The romantic side of it kind of goes away, you know, becomes a job for a lot of time. It's It becomes a challenge to kind of retain that romanticized view of the military, you know, especially when you do a lot of reading about history and you can't avoid that there have been mistakes made by Americans, right? So does that mean that being an American means you're a bad person? No, not, not, not at all. But it also doesn't automatically qualify you as a good person. We have two feuding factions right now trying to figure out how to maintain or gain power through our government. You, know, you got Republicans on the right, you got Democrats on the left, and they both claim that their platforms are American values, right? Or what American values should be. Right? If you look at the Democrats, their platform is a lot of, we need to change these things. And then you have the side that pushes it too far, where they say, we have to change these things because every this is evil, this is that, this is this. This is all negative. And, and the perception is that they believe that the concept of being an American is, is negative. So then when you see this video of Joe Biden saying, you can't even tell me what an American is, there's nothing special about being an American. And you're like, oh, well, that just goes in line with everything that I see from the news about your party, right? But then you look at the other side, and it's like, you want to talk about you have all these American values, but stock trades just came out for everybody in Congress, and the American Value Party, the Republican Party, the top five stock traders of the year were all Republicans, right? Like, you don't think they, they all beat the market by several percentage points. The rest of us are like, yo, can I get a dollar? So the the idea of what it means to be an American can get very bastardized based off of what you consume, what you watch, what you put yourself around. And or it could be, you know, amplified in a positive way. There's a lot of positives I have about being in the military. Nothing is one hundred percent perfect. There's there's negatives to it too. I saw some dark sides of it. You know, I, I've said this before, I've never I didn't serve in a combat role at any point, right? I've deployed a couple of times, but not not in combat. So when I say I saw the dark side of it, I don't mean that. You know, I don't I don't mean the the people that were heroes who lost their lives, and I never saw that kind of stuff. You know, but the interaction, the business, a little bit of the corruption, that kind of thing. You know, you, when you're when you're awake, when you're watching, you see it. To define what an American is is not one-size-fits-all you know I am a white dude from a suburb of Philadelphia right now if that's all you knew about me what kind of perception would you have about me right like look at me right now like I have a flannel collared shirt I got a little comb over a little product in my hair you know you're looking behind me you see the flag like what what kind of perception would you have if this is the image that you get? And you know that 
I'm a white dude from the suburbs of Philly. Like, think about it. What's the media tell you I am? You know, I'm a gun lover. I enjoy my weapons. I use them responsibly. I love the Second Amendment. I think the right comes with a responsibility. I take that responsibility very seriously. You know, but do you hear all that when a person who looks like me is is uh, shown on the news? You know, um, you probably could make the assumption that I'm very privileged, right? You know, there are things that I have not had to deal with that black people have just by the nature of being them. Absolutely. Like, to deny that is just idiotic, you know? But there's also things that I haven't had to deal with that just women in general have to deal with by the fact that they are women, you know? There are things that... I haven't had to deal with because Hispanics have to deal with it by way of being them. And that sucks. And it's real. It's not as pronounced as CNN and MSNBC wants it to be, but it is real. But if you have one party that says, hey, this is everybody, and the, so the other party has to say, no, that, that's entirely false and that's nobody, and they're just fighting for the narrative, then, like, what's the image of America at that point, right? Because when you speak in absolutes, you're automatically wrong. Always, never. That kind, those kind of terms, they can't exist in a, in this conversation, because it you, it automatically makes you wrong, right? If I say every black person that's ever been shot by the cops was an unjustified homicide. Right, unjustified murder. Well, like I personally believe that police have too much power and that they're a tool of the state for the most part. Right? I think the people who fill the role are generally good people, but I think the concept of policing is abused by the government. So on one side, like I could agree with that statement, but at the same point, you know, if somebody's doing something, if somebody's committing a crime and then it becomes a life or death situation, and then the officer shoots, like, that one case makes the all wrong, right? The, the every black person shot by a cop, you know? <clears throat> but you can't just then automatically argue the opposite, right? And that's all primary media agencies, that's all they do. CNN says all are racist or all are terrible or all are evil. So then Fox has to turn around and say the exact opposite because they're the opposing viewpoint to that argument. So they're always responding to what CNN says the narrative and then Fox responds. How great is that? So then Fox has to turn around and say all cops are great. No, that's not true. You know, they abuse their power all over the place. The government empowers them to commit crimes and violate constitutional rights on a daily basis. All of that factors into what you think being an American is. I, I, I've said, what kind of perception do you have of me? You could assume that I'm privileged because I'm white, all the other stuff that we talked about. Like my house wasn't perfect growing up. You know, I had an abusive father, verbally towards me, physically towards my siblings. 
sexually towards one of them. You know? I had a mother who <clears throat> was oblivious to it. And you you kind of grow up and you realize, like, hey, you had to know something, right? There's no way you couldn't know what was going on. But, you know, it was a very broken, n not nurturing in any way household. You know, mixed messages all the time. You know, defend yourself, but I'll beat you at home. Or speak up, but if you speak up to me, I'm going to put you... You know, all those overbearing, abusive father type things that, that you see portrayed pretty much existed in my house. I live in the suburbs, sure, but it's not the beautiful half a million dollar homes, you know, the home that we grew up in was, the home that we grew up in was a, uh, a, uh, not a flip, but it was like one of those borderline condemned homes. So they sold it to somebody real cheap and that's how my, that's how my parents bought it. You know, they never really fixed it up very much. We, we used to have to boil our water to take baths because the heat would get shut off in the winter all the time. You know, we've ex I've experienced difficulties, not the same difficulties as other people. And to quantify what those difficulties are, who had worse difficulties, like, that's kind of an irrelevant argument in my viewpoint because it, it's quantified differently to everybody. My struggles were hard for me, but I acknowledge that other people had struggles and other people may have, like, I could perceive a struggle to be 10 times worse than what I ever had to deal with, but to that person that may have just been, you know, a low level problem to them. That's all, that all exists in our society, but we want to sit around and fight about is America good, is America bad, what the hell is America in the first place, there's nothing special about being an American. Instead of just getting off of the edges and start talking to each other in the middle. The one thing I always say whenever we're talking politics, which is kind of where we're in in this podcast, you know, the politicians are going to go and do their thing and battle and try and make you convinced that they care about you and that the other side hates you. You might know that your neighbor's a Democrat and you're a Republican. So if all you listen to is the politicians, you're going to feel some type of way about your neighbor. But if you ever need a cup of sugar, I bet you knock on that door, you get it. You need a glass of milk. You need help? Car broke down? Hey, can I get a ride? You know, anything like that. I bet that Democrat neighbor will help that Republican. I bet that black neighbor will help the white one. I bet that white one will help the black one. I bet the Mexican will help the Asian. And vice versa. Right? Like, the regular population is just trying to get along. The regular population is just trying to work together and make things happen. But these people that want to control power are going to try and dictate this narrative in your mind. And they're going to try and play this game with you. And they're going to try and tell you that the other person's terrible because they just think differently. They just have an alternative philosophy. Right? Like, pro-choice versus pro-life. One of the most heated arguments that exist in our society. And everybody tries to say, well, it's because you don't care about the woman. And you, or you don't care about the baby. Oh, you don't care about this. You don't care about that. What's a, get a, Leave my body alone. Republicans shouldn't talk about health care, but Democrats want you to have a mandated vaccine. Like... There's so much hypocrisy in the argument, and really what it comes down to is, hey, like, I understand that you think we have, like, for me personally, I'm a pro-life individual, right? I understand that in your mind you can have logical arguments for why 
a simple medical procedure, not simple, right, but but it's kind of boiled down to, hey, this is just a medical procedure, why it should be necessary for women to be able to have. But my argument doesn't come from a lack of understanding that. My argument comes from, I believe that the baby in the womb is a life. Right? And so that, like, to me, it's a zero sum. The only reason that the baby in the womb's life should be extinguished is if it risks the life of the mother. Like that, that, that's it. And not the, the standard of living of the mother, right? Not like, oh, well, now I can't go to the club every weekend, or now I can't do this, or now I, you know, now I, I my, my job needs to change, or something along those lines. Like, that, none of those are, like, literally, you, the mother will die if she continues to carry. That's the only logical argument that I personally accept because of the fact that I think that's a life in the belly, right, or in the womb. So to me, it's murder. Like there, that's that's the clear distinction of a fair pro-life argument, and that's the foundation that that is based on. But that doesn't that rational argument doesn't exist, right? Me understanding what you believe a medical procedure should be for, and then my position; those are kind of rational positions. But rational positions don't make headlines. So what you're going to see is you're going to see the you know politicians pushing it as far as they can go on both extremes. Republicans go zero tolerance, and Democrats, you know, like you had the dude in Virginia, Northam. You know, he did a he did an interview on the radio, and he was like, even after the baby's born, we'll keep it comfortable until the mother decides what she wants to do with it. Like, hold up, you know, like I think we've gone way too far on that argument now. But or you'll see the you know the crazy protesters out front of a a Planned Parenthood, and they get wild and emotional, and they decide to get aggressive and occasionally violent. Well, the majority of the time, protesters are just out there praying. That's uncomfortable, but they're not being violent or aggressive. They're just praying, right? But that doesn't make the news. You don't see that. You only see the extreme that makes you hate somebody else. Figuring out what it means to be an American is very difficult when that's the perception you have. So to answer the question for me, what is an American? Right? Joe Biden said in 2014 he was at Harvard. It's on video. You can do a Google or DuckDuckGo. YouTube, whatever, you can find the video. And he said, there's nothing special about being an American. None of you can even t t tell me what an American is. To me, that is exactly what is special about being an American. The fact that I cannot define, I cannot pigeonhole what an American is, is exactly what is special about being one. If you go to Ireland, it's very easy to tell who's Irish. If you go to Germany, it's very easy to tell who's German, British, you know, England. If you go to the Middle East, it's easy to tell who's Middle Eastern. If you go to China, it's easy to tell who's Asian. Right? Now, within there, obviously, you have the different countries and different sections and or tribes in the Middle East. So those differences are difficult to tell, sure. But when it comes to being an American... All of those different places, all of those different people from around the world can come here and be American. That's that's what's special about it. You know, the, the fact that any human being can come here and be an American. And because of the fact that we're such a melting pot, you can't tell 
that they came from somewhere else. Unless you have a conversation with them. But if you're walking down the street in America, I'm assuming you're American. Anybody can be an American. If you want to come here, you want to contribute, we'll call you American. To me, that's like saying you're my brother. You can be an American just like me. I love the fact that I am one. With all the problems that come with the perception of America around the world. I love that I am one. I think it's the greatest country in the world. I think it has a lot of problems just like everybody else. But I think it's the greatest country in the world because of the fact that anybody can be one. Anybody can solve a problem. Anybody can innovate. Anybody can make it. The, the level of BS and the difficulty to making it, yeah, that varies depending on who you are and where you're from. No doubt. But anybody can make it. You know, I'm a white dude from the Burbs, and it took me 15 years to graduate college. And I graduated college now, and I just started my master's program. Like, that's wild. You know, like, I made a lot of mistakes. I tripped over myself countless times, lost support from, from family because of falling outs and, you know, some of the things I said earlier. But I eventually made it, right? I'm a tech sergeant in the Air Force, E6, been in 10 years, fairly successful in that. But my last supervisor was a black dude from Trenton. Remember when I said, I'm a white dude from the Burbs, what's your perception of me? Well, now do the same thing, black guy from Trenton. Like Trenton, New Jersey. It's a rough name, it's a rough city. There, there, there can be an equal perception of what society and media wants to portray him as. But he's crushing me on a lot of areas. One, he outranks me. Right? Two, he's got like three more degrees than I do. He's got like two bachelor's degrees and two master's degrees. And he's got like three associate's degrees too. You know, like the dude's just crushing it, collecting hardware, winning awards all over the place, getting promoted out the wazoo, leading detachments, leading military units, like just killing it. His struggles growing up were a lot different than mine. Really easy to acknowledge that. Like I'm from the Burbs, he's from a city. I'm white, he's black. And we're the same age too. He joined the military right, right out of high school. It was his way out. You know, I joined the military several years later. It was my way out too, but I just I didn't I didn't pull that trigger until I was later on in life. And my point for bringing that up is that being an American, anybody can win. Anybody can succeed. Everybody is going to have their own personal struggle, and yeah, the level of difficulty that that struggle presents is going to be different. And yeah, a lot of people are going to have to deal with the fact that their struggle comes from the way they look. You know, I just did a podcast last week where I was talking about women's self-defense and the concept of, of women having a more intimate understanding of violence than men. And they literally have to view violence in a certain way because of the fact that they are women. You know, so that's a privilege, if you want to use that term, it's a privilege that men have that they don't. Men can think about violence as, I'm going to win. That's really not how it goes, but they can think of it that way. 
right? But women can't. Women have to think about it as a survival. Because they're normally smaller, they're normally weaker. They're normally being targeted for being a female. You know, to be kidnapped, raped, or murdered. Those are things that men in general, regardless of race, don't have to deal with. But women, regardless of race, do. You know, so difficulties are all over the place. And that's not to minimize any of them. But it's to say that America gives us the opportunity to overcome those. You know, I was, I was listening to ESPN this morning and the girl was saying, you know, they were talking about struggle and success and stuff like that. And she was saying, you know, her mantra was always, you know, you got to go through it to get to it. But if you're going through hell, getting to the reward, getting to the goal is so much sweeter. You know, a prime example is, is my household. In 2012, me and my wife had a baby. Her name was Michaela. She lived eight months and then she died. Four months of her life, I was deployed. So 50% of her life, I wasn't even home. She's gone. She's gone. Two days after Christmas, she's gone. December 27, 2012. I spent less than half her life with her. I spent more than half her life in a country across the world. You know, that sucks. That's a struggle. That's a real struggle. That sucks. That hurts. But we have another daughter. You know, after that, we got pregnant again. My wife got pregnant again. Some people don't like that. We had another baby. Her name's Mackenzie. She's eight now. God. I hug the hell out of her every chance I get. I squeeze that girl tighter. Give her more kisses. Tell her I love her more. Like I, It's just an overwhelming feeling of joy and love with Mackenzie. Because I know the struggle of losing a kid. I know the pain. I know how much it sucks, how much it hurts. To be a parent one second and then the next second you're not anymore because your kid's gone. Like it, it, I don't know if it's hard to explain. I don't know if it's easy to explain. I know it's difficult to understand because it's one of those things that unless you experienced it, you really can't empathize with the feeling. You can sympathize. You go, yeah, man, I get it. You suck. Like that sucks, but you can't feel it with me, you know. But I can't feel somebody else's loss with them. And that's my point. Everybody's got to struggle. Yeah, it sucks. A lot of them are unfair. It is unfair that my first daughter is not on Earth today with me. Think about it every day. Wake up, go to sleep. Every second in between. But I do feel like I have a deeper love, a deeper commitment to being a father for my eight-year-old because of the fact that I know what it's like to lose her. Being an American is about overcoming struggle. The concept of being an American, what's great about being an American is the fact that you can't define it. You cannot make one firm definition for what it means to be an American. California American is drastically different from a Texas American. It's drastically different from a New England American. Their experience, the life, the way they grew up. A black American is drastically different from a white American, an Asian, Mexican, Middle Eastern American. But they're all American. They come with their own game. They come with their own struggle. They come with their own success. They come with their own backstory. But they can all be American. No matter what. They can all succeed, no matter what. 
no matter how difficult that individual road is. You can't define me. You can't decide what I am for me. You don't get that. You don't get that power in America. In China, when I, if I was Chinese at three years old, my life would have been decided for me. Academic or athlete or something, they would have figured it out and they would have put me down that track and that's it. You can't define me here. And I can't define you here. It takes away a little bit of a safety net, right? You don't know what road to go down. You don't know if the road you pick that you want to travel down is going to be the right one or the wrong one. But you get to choose. So when you win, it's all because of you. And the family that you have around you. Whether it be biological or your friends that became family. But your success is yours. Forever and always. That's what's great about being an American. You can't define it. And you can't stop it. Everything can be beaten. Every obstacle can be overcome. I have the same struggles, but I sure as hell had struggles. I'm still standing. I may not be as successful as I want to be today, but I'm a whole hell of a lot closer than I was yesterday. America gives all of us that chance. Gives all of us a series of struggles to deal with, but it still gives us that chance. So don't let that left-right BS, don't let that play. Don't let that play in your head. It ain't real. It's just a bunch of weak people trying to get power because they never felt it before. And now they're going to get it and they're going to try and abuse it. Don't let it happen. Left, right's BS. I call it left, right, in America. Because the people on the ends, you know, the real extremes are the politicians. They're the ones at the ends. The rest of us are just American trying to get by. Trying to win. Trying to deal with our obstacles. They ain't all the same, but everybody's got them. That's what's great about being American. Everybody can be one. Everybody. Appreciate y'all stopping by. That's it for today's podcast. Please leave a review if you enjoy it. Give us a five star. Let me know that you're appreciating it. Give me a one star if you think this sucks. That's fine too. Critical feedback is still feedback. Leave me a comment on YouTube. Share it with your friends. Let them know the conversation that we're having out here. Appreciate y'all. Go wake your monster. Peace.